This is Markin Out Out. called All Elite Wrestling. And Marking Out presents the Wednesday Night Wars Episode 7. Uh, first of all, we apologize for missing a week last week, but we're back and we are at it on the Marking Out Podcast Network, brought to you by the online listening experience. Uh, you can listen to this and all past episodes, as well as Marking Out on MarkingOut.com on all your major podcasting applications. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Leave us five stars. We'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, in addition, social media-wise, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube and Instagram.com slash MarkingOut11. Email us, MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. And yes, nobody can wait for it anymore. The Black Friday sales start this Friday the 22nd, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time to December 1st, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, nuts. Nutso yeah. things going on over ProWrestlingTees.com. We're, we're at the very bottom of the flyer yeah. under and more stores. And more stores. Or everything else. 20% off everything else. We're yeah. everything else. Yeah, we're everything else. And also, if you're going to buy one of our shirts – Ipso facto, you have to go to the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast site and get a WTW shirt um, because I was that was one of the three backyard wrestling feds I was in, and that's one of the shirts that I plan on buying on Friday at ProWrestlingTees.com. I think uh, it's really funny. I think I think Matt's brother might have said it on, on Facebook saying if anyone outside of this company buys the shirt, they're crazy. <laughs> But you know, some mark will be like, oh, oh my God. dude, there is a hundred percent. There's definitely they probably already sold so many of those WTW shirts. Oh, I bet, I bet because they're nuts like that. Uh, so yeah, prowrestlingtees.com slash market out get a shirt twenty percent off. Uh, and if you anything over one hundred and fifty dollars, free domestic shipping, and any orders on the first day get three wrestling collectibles from Pro Wrestling Crate. So that's why I'm scooping them up. Like, you uh, you keep touching your microphone. No, why? Sounds like you keep touching your microphone. No, that's me touching my microphone. Oh, what I'm are you fi- playing with a fidget spinner? Yeah, I, I think my kids actually just got a new one. Wait, are you really playing with a fidget spinner right now? Yeah, actually, I am. Oh wow, Colin, I call him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, my name's Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. As you can hear, I'm here with Brandon, who you can follow on Twitter at bttg161. Brandon, how you doing? I am doing awesome as always. How are you doing? I am good. I just got back, literally just got back from work. I took my socks off. I got this holiday seltzer from Stop and Shop. It's a cranberry orange and a little bit of like cinnamon in there. Seltzer. It's delicious. It's not a hard seltzer? No, 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 absolutely not. Apparently they have uh, kegs of those, of those white claws. Anyway, all right. But maybe you had the wrong. I had seltzer last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think it was a Canada Dry, maybe. Ooh, very nice. I had beer last night. We finished We finished Game of Thrones, and I had the 
Uh, How terrible did you think it was? It wasn't that bad. What? Yeah, I mean, it was bad, but it wasn't that bad. Too bad you didn't get to experience the Starbucks cup. Oh yeah, I didn't. It was it was a it was gimmicked out of my thing. But let's (laughs) speaking of gimmicks, let's get on (laughs) to AEW Dynamite to start off the show. Uh, You started off with Spot Monkey Fest as Ray Ray Phoenix defeated Nick Jackson. I think this is probably Nick Jackson's first singles match in ten years. Um. And you could and you could see that there was a lot of rest holds. There was a lot of. I don't think you can catch up with being a singles wrestler. Oh well, I mean, no, I'm I'm ripping on the square here. I'm also surprised that, like, do you think? I mean, it's a it's a variation of it, but do you think that Phoenix's finisher should be not that? What the muscle buster well, into the Mikanoku River? Well, yeah. I mean, it's still does that. Is it still make it a muscle buster? Is there like? It's called the Black Fire Driver. I don't know. It's just like I don't know. Is there? There's no risk whatsoever in somebody else doing a muscle buster. You think? I don't know. But I thought, yeah, as I said, this match was spot monkey fest. But I didn't. I didn't mind the match. No, just, I didn't again, mind it either. It was just. It was that standard young buck style. I agree. I agree a hundred and ten percent with you on that. Just like I kept watching it, and all of a sudden, it's like uh, uh, just in like reversal, reversal, super kick, reversal. Backflip. They both stare at each other. The crowd freaks out. Freaks then out. sell merch. <laughs> Cooking <laughs> bread in reference. Um, but yeah, I mean that was that for me. I know people were going ballistic about it. I, I Phoenix happen, being the man refuses the handshake. I happen to enjoy the uh, the match up next more. You know what? I think this was a shining light on the AEW's women's division. Which is very strange because I, I I don't think I've seen a match in AEW yet that I've enjoyed of Britt Baker's. And I enjoyed – I agree with you on this too. I really but, enjoyed this. Um, but Hikaru uh, Shida, I kind of kind of disappointed that she didn't make it to WWE right now. Why? I, I mean I think she would absolutely kill it in that division. But do you really think – you think they're kind of saturated right now with – Well, Japanese I mean there, there's, a lot, there's a lot wrestlers? of women – there's a lot of women in, in NXT and on the main roster. Well, not main rosters on Raw and SmackDown, I should say, because NXT is very much so a main roster, Mister Jericho, and everyone else that denies that. But uh, I, I don't know. I just God bless, God bless her, and hopefully, uh, hopefully the division shines more. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. I almost just freaked out that I wasn't recording, um, but yeah. Sheeta picks up the uh, victory. You know, what's to say for Britt Baker? Again, kind of that's still, I mean, she, I guess she won it full gear or on the buy-in. Um, I like the, uh, I, I, I like her knees, the flying knees that, that Sheeta hits. Yeah, really sick. I, yeah. Um, I feel like now AEW's starting to finally, like, get into their own and started getting into a rhythm with stuff in their shows because right after this, they had a cool little vignette about the dark order like a really weirdo you know join the dark order like um infomercial style i was irked by it because i feel like i saw a like almost identical that could be completely like made up in my mind but i feel like i saw a completely identical video package for mr robot from usa network maybe I don't know. I just saw a bunch of stock footage that I could. Uh... Like that seemed a hundred percent like something that would have been straight from, from that 
that I've show. I've definitely seen a bunch of those stock stock clips on Motion Array. It's um a website where you can download like free like stock video and templates and stuff like that for editing. That's how I'm actually good at my job. Um, but yeah. I mean, I thought it was cool. It's got a giving life now to the New Order. And, you know, Jericho said it on his podcast after uh, All Out. He said, you know, I don't get these Dark Order guys. Like, what are they all about? Like, what's their whole gimmick? It's just one guy with a mask and another guy that comes out of face paint on. Like, there's nothing to them. And now they're kind of starting building a, a character and kind of building a story yes, around the Dark Order. So it's I, 100% what they needed from the start. It's just, it just 100% reminds me of, like, F Society and... Or E Corp, I guess you would say in this yeah. instance. So, but it, I'm I'm open to more of it. Yeah, totes. Yeah, I also got little hints and vibes of, uh, even though it was not quite like it at all. But uh, Sean Stasiak, not Sean Stasiak. Wow, I meant to say Sean O'Hare. The like the smoke. <laughs> Go ahead, smoke. smoke. I don't care. Do what you want. Do all the drugs you want. It's your body. But I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know. Didn't we do that in Cooking with Brandon also? Yes, we did. Yes. Okay. Every five seconds I'm going to be referencing Cooking with Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's five minutes. Five, oh, every five minutes. They just said five seconds. Sorry. I did say five seconds. No, okay. you heard right. All right. All right. Next up, you had a Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal where the last two competitors in the ring have to face off next week for the AEW oh, Diamond okay. Ring, which I don't understand. I thought it was going to be just a winner here. I thought, like, one person was going to actually win, and I thought, like, they just screwed up the ending. I don't remember hearing that, like, oh, these two competitors are going to fight next week. Yeah. Until after the match. I was very confused by it, and I also don't understand why, like, what what is what does somebody get out of a ring? I don't get like I didn't get when Cody did that with Ring of Honor and whatnot. You know what? You know we um, I think I don't know maybe I discussed it about maybe they have all these guys that they don't use that much that they should, and this is like their mid card title. But you, you know how like um Wrestle Pro but, has like medals instead. Yeah, of, yeah. Which I even that like I find to very to be very interesting, but that you don't have to refit. A ring you have to fit for everybody's finger to be specific. You are really, really. Well, I, I, I'm just trying to. Interest. I'm trying to save Mr. Khan some money here. I don't think he cares. <laughs> but this match was. Uh, this match was very maybe, interesting. Maybe everybody got fitted. Dude, everybody with rings. has the same size finger. What if that's the truth? And then they just reset the diamond on there. What if Orange Cassie would have won? He wouldn't even see it. He'd been in his pocket the whole time. He'd <laughs> be great. <laughs> He had a cool. This, he had a great this, spot in that match. In what? In what instance? Um, well, first of all, we have to mention that Billy freaking Gunn, yeah, was in this match and looks did like you, a million did bucks. You like, did you like their uh, their their interpretation of a DX Titantron? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did actually. I thought it was funny. That's the first thing I, I was. I was like in my living room. The TV is on, and all of a sudden I see it. I'm like, oh my god, they're really giving him DX. Uh, it, it would be very, very much so to my liking if they could buy the rights to the one Billy Gunn theme song. Okay, because that's one of my. I mean, both Billy Gunn theme songs in his career were were great. Yeah, both singles, I should say. Um, I, you know what? I enjoyed Chuck and <laughs> Billy and Chuck's theme also. Oh, that was that was great. Yeah, which then later on was a had a variation of that for Rico and Jackie Gata. Oh yeah, that's right. 
That is right. And at final two next week is going to be MJF versus Hangman Page. Um, I like the fact that they gave MJF a heavy. I think yeah. it's, a, it's I think it's a nice dynamic. And yeah, it helped Sean him. Sean Diesel style. Helped him get the victory here. Yeah, it did. Help I him. also uh, it was weird at one point during the match. Kip Sabian just dove to the outside for no reason. Yeah, everybody just started doing dives and followed by Joey Janela. They but the, I don't understand like. I went back and rewatched that spot like a bunch of times because it made zero sense to me whatsoever as to why Sabian jumped out of the way, uh, jumped out of the ring, and then Joey Janela jumped out of the ring to nobody. And with Sabian, I think maybe because of Orange Cassidy's gimmick that it was like a spot between them two, okay. but it just didn't play off well, like mm-hmm. where he like went full speed at maybe Orange Cassidy and Cassidy like stepped out of the way. Like that's what I'm trying to make sense out of that spot. But Janela's, I don't know what happened there at all. I don't know if there was somebody supposed to be there or. Yeah, I don't know either. I just remember they showed something and then they cut and all of a sudden these guys are diving out of the ring. I'm like, what's going on with this? But... Yeah. And also, I guess now they, they also announced that Adam Page is no longer associated with the elite. I think. If that even makes sense, I don't know. Nah. Adam Page is on his own. Yeah. Uh, oh, also at the beginning of that match, you had uh, the spot with Pentagon Jr. Oh, yeah. I guess it's going to be a Christopher Daniels uh, Pentagon uh, feud. I'd like to see a nice singles match between the two of them. Yeah. You know, dressing up like fan. That, uh, that irked me, too, before I knew that it was Christopher Daniels. He just like he comes out to the ring, just cuts off Billy Gunn's entrance. I'm like, this is such an AEW thing to do. I don't know why. It was a it was an awkward spot where was, Penta wasn't even like turning. No, he just walked and, out yeah. during Billy Gunn's entrance. I'm like, did he not get the cue that he's still on camera, or like <laughs> did he miss his spot and he was just walking out? Because it looked like Phoenix. I like the antics between Billy Gunn and Sonny Kiss. Yeah, that was good too. But yeah, and then and then uh, after this segment, Luchasaurus pretty over, huh? Well, no. After this, this next segment with Chris Jericho. Oh, oh I skipped ahead. Yeah, wow. Um, Chris Jericho coming out saying they had a temper tantrum, and next week he'll finally get the thank you he deserves because he'll be having the Chris Jericho Thanksgiving thank you celebration, where he'll say thank you, but Jack Jake Hager said it for him. Yeah, because Chris Jericho can't say <laughs> Scorpio Sky then cubs, cuts out and does a little reverse psychology, <laughs> getting himself a title match for the AEW title next week. Which I thought was a very great segment between Jericho and uh, SCU. I thought it was a little goofy at first with uh, Jericho doing that thank you thing and Swagger or Hager was kind of like laughing through it, yeah. but... Uh, I, I very much so enjoyed the SCU segment, and uh, I'm happy and at the same time kind of disappointed that Scorpio Sky has a title shot next week only because I like as far as like the 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 records go, he has like the highest win record right now. So like oh, I Jericho? Uh, no, Scorpio Sky. Oh yeah, because he takes Scorpio Sky's eight and three. Wow. 
So he's like the only person in that company right now that deserves a title shot, in my opinion, or from my understanding of the how the the rating says the ranking system. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I, at at, at that like with that instance, I'm happy that we're getting that. But in the same sense, I want like I don't want it to just be like a like a float over match sort of. I like, true. No, I understand. Yeah. Put some hype behind it, maybe to have it the next pay per view whenever they're gonna have their next uh, thing. Oh, their next big event is uh, the Rock and Rager. Oh, well, before right. that is quote unquote Bash at the Beach. Yeah, which is Bash at the Silly. Uh, anyway, Inner Circle comes out, beats up SEU, and then Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt, and Luchasaurus come out. And when Luchasaurus and Jake Hager are standing in the middle of the ring, I said to myself, "I want to see this match." Because that match would probably be awesome between Luchasaurus and Jake Hager. Yeah, both big guys. <laughs> both big guys. Luchasaurus is very agile. Some of those kicks yeah. that he was hitting in his next match where he defeated the librarian Peter Avalon, he had that one like hesitation kick. Wasn't it just like one move? No, he like stopped and then hit him in the, in the back of the head. Like, yeah, I don't know. That was pretty I, cool. Uh... I don't know. Last I know last week when he actually made his return, it kind of irked me when it seemed like somebody just like ran into his boot. Yeah, and he like stomped on the ground. I thought that was weird, but already knocked out three of the creepers at once. That was great. Yeah. That was so cool. I was like, yes, Luke it, rules. But it's you know, I don't know. Kind of does it kind of come off like uh, you know, Alistair Blackish or no? It doesn't. It's a giant. It's a, it's a dinosaur. Oh well, it's I mean, a dinosaur. Okay. <laughs> All right. Do you wait? Do you put Luchasaurus in the same category as the Funkasaurus? That's another match. Whoa, we are booking some fantasy matches here for Luchasaurus. Funkasaurus versus Luchasaurus. Brandon, tweet that out right now. What was uh, Silva's name? Versus the. Uh, was it the Jewasaurus? The Jewasaurus. I still have. <laughs> I have his eight by ten hanging up in my utility room right now. That's awesome. His eight by tens are so great. Oh man! Maybe one day. What? Luchasaurus versus <laughs> versus Jewasaurus. <laughs> how did we never did? How did that match never happen? How did we never see Jewasaurus versus Funkasaurus? I think it was going to happen. Was he was he under contract with Impact and couldn't do it or something? Or? No, I think he just just missed him. I think like I don't know, but. Great. Anyway, next up you had tag team match where Private Party surprisingly pick up the win over uh, Pride and Powerful. Uh, this match was dedicated to Matt Travis, the independent wrestler that uh, lost his life last weekend. Both these teams were extremely close with him. Solid tag team wrestling. Can't go wrong with either of these guys. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this was a good match, except for the uh, the one instance where the referee again stopped counting. Different yeah. referee this time, I believe. Okay. I don't, I just I I need they they need more training, a hundred percent. All right. It's a shame. Like I I enjoyed the match for, except for that one little blip. Yeah. Nick Jackson comes out to greet private party and give him a you know high five and a thumbs up and then uh sammy Guevara comes out and then dustin Rhodes comes out in a cast and beats everybody up which uh he was on commentary for aew dark this past week if you have not seen it it reminded me of the art donovan king of the ring 
thing where he kept asking, how much does that guy weigh? <laughs> because Dustin kept saying, what move is that? What move is that? Excalibur calls it Gamangiri. And he goes, a what? Isn't that just an Enziguri? And he goes, Enziguri's to the front. Gamangiri's to the back. Ah. I learned something today. Didn't know that. Oh, yeah. uh, anyway, this led up to your main event with John Moxley picking up the victory over Darby Allen, doing a great job hyping up Darby Allen. Uh, this match is another fantastic. You, you can't say anything wrong about the AEW wrestling this week because the AEW wrestling this week was on point. I don't know if I maybe it's because I don't know. I see. I liked Ambrose in the Shield. I liked him during some aspects of his single run in WWE. I liked when he did stuff right after WWE with like New Japan and stuff. And I mean, his debut was cool with AEW, but I'm not, I I don't know if it's because of these like lights out matches and stuff. I think that's what it is. And and, like, I mean, Darby Allen's a more of like an extreme, uh, an opponent, even though the match was like a normal match, but I don't know. I wasn't, uh, I, I didn't quite, uh, I wasn't entertained as much by this match. Okay, I I mean I enjoyed it. I like I like I feel like I'm the I'm the opposite from you. Like Dean Ambrose, I'm like in the Shield. Okay, he's pretty cool. He's awesome. Now it's like, man, like he is a poop kicker, and he just got this cool like vibe about him. I don't know, whatever. I I forget there was a spot that Darby did that I that I did like, but I I forget what it was. Oh, okay, maybe it'll come At back to you later in the show. And also his entrance. What skateboarding? Uh, no, no. When he got carried out by the in the body bag. Oh, after, okay. Or before, I don't even remember. I just remember there was a body bag and an entrance with a body bag. Sweet. I, I didn't. See, I missed the entrance. My apologies. Um, let's head over to NXT because you started the show off super hot. We are days away from Survivor Series. NXT is going to play a huge role in that. Um, but this week, NXT started off with a man. Former uh, Raw Women's Champion. She's not former, but she is a former NXT standout. Becky Lynch. Just calling people out left and right. And she, she's, she's not a former NXT champion. No, she's not. Former NXT standout. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Yes. Um, and call Shayna Baszler out but is then met by Rhea Ripley, in which they had a fantastic match. Um, I didn't, until watching that match, I was like, man, I didn't think I ever really wanted to see Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley, but after this match, I'm like, heck yes. Yeah, this was a good match. That was, I mean, not not cut short because it went a decent amount of time, but... uh, Shayna Baszler and Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir came out and attacked both of them. Yeah. So it kind of sets up, uh, you know, teams for NXT. It's like seeding everything. It's seeding the NXT, that triple threat uh, women's championship match. It's seeding up war games also. So it's all over the place. And I thought we were going to see, like, more from that segment. I thought maybe at one point we were going to see Becky uh, again go after Rhea Ripley. But it was it was a cool – it was awesome to see them team up, too, against the, the Horace women. Yeah, absolutely. 
Connor uh, Reeds comes out to the ring. He's about to make his way to the ring and gets beat up by Ricochet. What a super villain thing to do. I know. To hit such a high drop kick to Kona Reeves while he's trying to have a match against Matt Riddle. Which then led in another match that I didn't think I ever wanted to see, but I just I marked out so hard for this. It was Ricochet versus Matt Riddle. Yeah, which, uh, I mean, not... Did it, was it after? What? Or bef- was it during the match when Cesaro and Nakamura came out? Yep. It was during, or yeah, yeah it, was it was during, during the match. The match. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, when Cesaro was backstage on Raw, I had no idea who he was because he was wearing like a backwards hat yes, and his like normal I'm, glasses. I was like, who is that? I'm the same way. <laughs> and then even when he showed up here, I was like, for a split second, I didn't realize who it was. But then he was with Nakamura, so I was like, oh, it's, yeah, it's definitely Cesaro. Yeah, and then just like chaos after this match happens because then Cesaro and Nakamura get back in the ring. Ricochet and Riddle clear them out. Then Ricochet springboard planches onto Nakamura. Then Riddle gets beat up by Roderick Strong. And then Finn Balor comes out. It's just like all these crazy components that are going on this week between, you know, um, NXT TakeOver War Games and Survivor Series just like got encapsulated into this thing. It was nuts. Yeah. And uh, it was very much so, like, at this point, it was like, yeah, Triple H, like, welcomed, had the open door policy and everything. It was very much so um, NXT TakeOver Reunion. Yeah. Because I I think everybody, I think everyone that was used on on this NXT card was a former or current NXT superstar. Yeah. Like this next match, when the Undisputed Era successfully picked up the victory over the Revival Tag Team Wrestling in its finest right here. It's a shame, a damn, damn shame that they don't let Revival do what they do on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. This is like, we've seen it so many times before on a takeover or just a regular episode of NXT where the revival went out and they killed it. And then they came up to the main roster and like kind of fell to the wayside and like nobody, they got treated like how every other NXT talent for the most part gets treated. And here we have a takeover esque quality match between revival and undisputed era. And I, I I'm still disappointed that, uh, Revival lost the tag team championships and they're not going to be in the match on Sunday, but uh, I'm happy that we got at least at least two of the teams that were going to be in that match together. Yeah. And just like the everything that they did made sense. The use of the tag ropes and everything, the tags, etc. It's just this is what this is what pro wrestling should be. And there should be more focus like this. Yeah, I, 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 you're saying everything that I would say. Like they even, I think at one point they even did the the they was they did DIYs finisher. Yes, they did. You're right. Which was a nod to a match of the year candidate, I believe. That's correct. Which is just yeah, fantastic. Fantastic, and let's get on to the next match. A little hype for War Games with Kaylee Ray picking up the victory over Dakota Kai. Then you have uh, Chaos ensue this time, because Kyrie Sane, Carmella, you have Nikki Cross, you have Yoshirai, all over the place. 
which I loved when Io Shirai and uh, Kyrie Sane like faced off and just mm-hmm. looked at each other. They didn't touch each other or anything. They just, just like had that look. Yeah, former tag team uh, partners, and I thought it was really cool. Uh, I thought Dakota Kai kicking uh, uh, Kaylee Ray right in the face was really good too on the outside of the ring. But it, and it's so weird because uh, Sarah Logan is on the the Raw team, where we have I feel like we haven't seen her on TV in months, and she randomly was put on this team. I wish like this wasn't the first time that we saw her mm-hmm. as part of this storyline. And uh, the the end the outcome of this was Nikki Cross clearing house with that that mm-hmm. trash can lid, That's which great. was painted black. Nice attention to detail, Brandon. Yeah. Way to go. See, I like that. I like when they have – like NXT has like unique style everything. Like their ladders are painted black and, and they have like the yellow stripes on them. Mm-hmm. It's like I like – I appreciate the uniqueness of the, the brand. Yes. I appreciate the Viking Raiders picking up the victory of the Forgotten Sons, another Raw tag team invading. Yeah, this started uh, as like a, an almost brawl backstage. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and next up you had And also by the way, everything in this match made sense as part as far as like moves and stuff go. Yeah. Like at one point when uh I forget which one did it first, Steve Cutler or Wesley Blake, one of them did a cartwheel and then Ivar answered with the cartwheel and then the other member of the Forgotten Son- Sons answered with the cartwheel and yeah. Ivar hit the, the springboard move to to hit them both down. It's like that like that makes sense. Were they a little bit more lenient on the the five count here? Yeah, but it, it, everything had purpose to it. Yeah, absolutely. Next, and up, the Viking Raiders left left full sail as champions and returned as champions. Different champions, but still different names as well. But well, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, and your main event was pretty cool too. Adam Cole picking up the victory over Don. The I almost called him Donovan. Dominic Dijakovic. I honestly wouldn't have even noticed that. I I just that sounded noticed. it sounded very much so natural. His undisputed era now has the advantage going into war games, so that's awesome. I thought the end of this was kind of a dud. Why? I don't know. Like, like it went the the Panama. What is it? The Panama Sunrise. Okay. That I was like, I, I clearly thought that was going to happen. And I, and I still popped for it. I thought it was awesome. But then like they did the whole thing where Dijak or Dijakovic climbed up the ladder and like, just, it was like, he gets hit in the face and then boom, goes through the ladder. I thought it was kind of like, eh, like we saw Mia Yim go off the ladder. I mean, through a ladder in a different way last week. That's what, like, to me, like, I don't know how to get around it, but you have, like, two ladder matches back-to-back weeks. It's kind of weird to me. Mm-hmm. Oh. After this match, though, more craziness ensues as the ring is surrounded by Nakamura, by the Street Prof- Profits, by Cesaro, by the Viking Raiders, by Zack Ryder. Yeah. <laughs> and... Which I thought, hey, listen, he's in he's in Orlando. What's he doing on a uh, Wednesday? 
Yeah. And like I said, everybody here was a former or current NXT superstar. Yeah. Because they're probably all still in Orlando. Well, yeah. Also, I I mean, I don't know where Tyler Breeze was, but Fandango was out there representing NXT. Yeah. Drew, and then Drew McIntyre comes out. Uh, then Keith Lee comes out. And then finally, <laughs> Seth Rollins runs out. And well, then... before that, though, you had Ivar and Keith Lee do the both dive to the outside. Yeah. Big big guys doing dives. It was probably madhouse in there. Seth Rollins comes out, Tommaso Ciampa comes out, and it's just, they brawl to the end. Like yeah. everything ended in a brawl this week, but it was just awesome because it just hypes you up for the hottest brands in professional wrestling right now going into Survivor Series weekend where they are going to be highlighted so well. Really exciting stuff, and it finally happened this week, folks, in the ratings. NXT has beaten AEW for the first time in the existence of the quote-unquote Wednesday Night Wars. Yeah, NXT did it. Which uh, people on the internet are, um, while saying that AEW truly won the ratings because they have the lower demographics, but I don't really understand how demographics work because, like, if I – like, if if somebody's watching – who's who doesn't own the the cable they don't pay for the cable and it's somebody older yeah that like i'm still in that demographic but i don't pay for the cable yeah you're not like this guy who like my name my name isn't on on the address so like it's not or my, my name's not on the cable bill so i don't know how how does that translate to them getting ratings so I sent. I sent you this tweet. That these de- this demographic we're talking about is the one that tweets out this. I have three phones, two computers, and two tablets, all running AEW Dynamite. I won't allow them to win the war this week by any means necessary. NXT can cheat all they want with main roster stars. Yeah, like that AEW. I mean, uh, NXT is a main roster. Yeah. Also, I saw at one point, I don't know if it's still up, but Chris Jericho said that this wasn't a true NXT episode. Yes, it was. Because because they had people from Raw and SmackDown, and maybe because it was a go-home to the to the pay-per-view. Well, we'll see I, next I don't week see, uh, yeah. how it goes down. But for right now, it is prediction time because NXT has a big t- people. Uh, I can talk, I swear has a big pay-per-view coming up, special event, this weekend in Chicago. It's AEW TakeOver War Games 2019. Uh, we'll start off with the non-War Games matches, because there's two of them. You're going to have Matt Riddle face off against Finn Balor. I am saying Finn Balor all the way. Do we see yeah. some demon paint? Uh, no. I, I'm going to say Balor, too, though. Yes. Um, they just announced this match this week on NXT. It is Pete Dunne versus Killian Dane versus Damian Priest, and the winner faces Adam Cole the next night at Survivor Series. I'm saying Pete Dunne. Oh, we're going to probably pick the same for everything. <laughs> really? I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it, it's difficult to not choose Pete Dunne because Pete Dunne, for me, outside of Gargano, is kind of like Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Takeover also. Yeah. He like has some of the best matches on NXT Takeover events, and uh, I would it would make no sense to not have somebody who's so good on NXT Takeover then go to Survivor Series to face the champion. Yeah, 
But it's just, it's just like an exhibition match for NXT. Yeah, which uh, also is kind of weird because how how does how is he not booked for Survivor Series in like a regular brand style match? Who? Adam Cole. He's in a War Games match, Lawrence. Oh, you know what? Well, no, no, no. I meant for uh, for Survivor Series, but now I guess now that I think about it, Brock Lesnar is facing Ray, Finn Balor, uh, the Fiend is facing. Daniel Bryan, so they're not doing one of those. I forgot. Yeah. So. <laughs> Although, well, I'll speak about it in a second. He will be in the War Games match, where Undisputed Era will be facing off against the team of Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Don, 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 Don Dominic Dijakovic. Yes, thank you. I'm leaving all that in there. And a teammate to be announced. Do we see this teammate being Jomo? Yes, I do. On SmackDown, we have to see the return of John Morrison. I don't know who else it could be, unless you're like pulling the trigger, the and like CM Punk freaks everybody out tomorrow on SmackDown. Oh my god! I like I there's I can't picture any other like fourth person team member, unless they were just like ribbon us or whatever and like like you said gargano's not actually injured yeah maybe it's or you know what maybe they just like throw us for a loop all together and dakota kai steps in and she, <laughs> she gets placed in into, she gets placed into that war games match anything's possible i'm gonna say undisputed era you know what um undisputed era uh oh no because they lost last year. No, they won last year's. No, they well they lost. Pete Dunn picked up the victory. They oh, okay. won in 2017. That's what it was. Okay. First War Games. Ooh, so they are are one and one. Hmm. Um. Let's see. Pete Dunn. War Raiders Ricochet. Do you think? Um, you know what? I'm just going to say Champa, Keith Lee, Donovan, Dominic, <laughs> Dominic, Dominic Dijakovic, and I'm going to say John Morrison. I'm going to say that team wins. So there, we have different answers. All right, good. That's the deciding factor. And then yeah, have... like if, if John Morrison is returning, he's not going to lose. Yeah, no, I understand. Not to say it's going to be John Morrison, but. You have the team of Rhea Ripley. Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim facing off against Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and NXT UK Women's Champion Kaylee Ray. Uh, I'm going to say Team uh, Baszler. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to say that team as well because Baszler has the match the next night. Yeah, they want to go strong. Which that's what I was going to bring up before is that why does Walter and uh, Kaylee Ray not have – why are they not in those matches on Survivor Series? I don't know. We, we still don't know who the Team NXT teams will be at all for um, for the five-on-five-on-five on five on five women's or men's match. Yeah, True. So it, it, it's possible that they are both very much so involved in those matches, and that's why they're not in the match with uh, Becky Lynch, Bailey, and Shayna Baszler, or uh, AJ, Shinsuke, and Roderick Strong. Yeah. Hmm. Only time will tell. 
yeah, so we have uh, it's just the men's uh, War Games match is what decides it between the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, so that's that on this week of uh, Marketnet presents the Wednesday Night Wars. So let's close it out so I can also just to go back to the very beginning of this episode. I just remembered. I thought it was really cool when they opened the door and William Regal had that quick little segment with Becky. Oh yeah, that's right. I was like, oh snap, that's awesome. Oh, she's here. Oh man, that makes me want to listen. Ow, pay attention. And like, oh, they cheated. Uh, They cheated. They had the main roster. Uh." I know, it's so funny. I I'm like, I was like, once I saw that. NXT one, I was like, I have to go to Twitter right now and see people's reactions. And then you're like, yeah, people are going nuts right now. It was a, I mean, it was NXT reunion, takeover reunion, greatest episode of NXT ever. <laughs> yeah. So, and we'll uh, talk next week. We'll talk about the fallout from NXT Takeover War Games 2019, and if NXT can stay on top for a second week in a row. But until then. Markingout.com, Facebook.com slash Markingout, uh, YouTube.com slash Markingout11, Instagram.com slash Markingout11, shirts, buy them, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Markingout, and also buy that WTW shirt because I will be purchasing it. It's going to be great. Yeah, that's right, Mark. <laughs> uh, and follow myself on Twitter, Chris Sweendog, Brandon at BTTG161, and follow Dave, because we haven't spoke about it on this episode. Dave the Rave underscore MO. Uh, and bye. See you later. Take care. We wish you the, the...